Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Why don't you give a shout of praise to Jesus? Welcome to Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your mercy towards us. Lift your hands this morning. Somebody is being delivered from death this morning. There's a deliverance from death this morning. Anybody that the eyes of death are staring at, by this intercession this morning, may those eyes be turned away from you. Whoever has been the spotlight for death, may the eyes be turned off you and may the light be taken off you in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Receive your freedom. Receive the blessing of God and receive the power of God on your behalf. Receive protection from Jehovah. Receive the hand of God that brings healing, deliverance, and protection in the name of Jesus. May you be delivered from the hands of death this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Spirit, deliver from hell and deliver from death. Let the very will of God be done here. Let the presence of God be manifested in this assembly. And let the power of God bring deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And I'm sharing a simple but very important message with you this morning. And the title is Why You Must Not Perish in the Lake of Fire. There's something called the Lake of Fire. And it is waiting to receive some of you who are sitting here in the service this morning. It's not now going to be established or to be created. It's been created and it is there. Some people make argument and ask, how will God allow somebody to go into the lake of fire or to go to hell? God is very kind and God is very loving and he will not do something like that. It's true. God is very kind and God is very loving 
But God has made provision for escape from the lake of fire. And everyone who makes use of that provision will escape. If you don't make use of it, you know, when your bank manager or somebody at the bank calls you, they are, they are nice. Is that not so? They talk very nicely. But recently, we had something like everybody should do what? Link their account to their Ghana card, something like that. Then you'll be able, able to operate your account to, if you, well, of course, if you have to give any uh, ID, that is what is used. And so if after all this time you don't do it, and then you go and stand at the bank, and you say, bank manager, I'm the one you have been talking to very nicely. I came to do this business with you the other time, and you were very happy with me. And after that, you called me and said, so why won't you allow me to just do the transaction without the Ghana card? Is that how it works? That's not how it works. It doesn't work like that, and it will not work like that because there is a way that you have to do it. And if you don't do it that way, there's nothing that can save you. So the point I'm making is that God has provided a way of escape for all of us, for everybody. And everybody must follow that way of escape and receive salvation. But if you don't have it, then now it's not about the love of God and the goodness of God and the mercy of God because he has given you all the chance. Now, you are bound to face the consequences. So if you stand at the bank, where's your card? We can even link it to you right now. So you do it. Say, I haven't done it. I don't have some. There are so many months. Everybody should do it. I haven't. That's the end of it. That's how things work with God. They are legal things. And you have to follow them as well. Now, the lake of fire is a place that is there. And a time will come when people will be ushered or forced into this lake of fire that burns and that never stops burning. As your neighbor sitting by you, the way I look at you, it looks like you're about to enter this lake of fire. What do you think? They said what? Like the Bible says, and we know, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after the death is judgment. Now, death is the surest thing that will happen to everybody on this earth, whether you like it or not. I was traveling on the road in Ghana, and I saw somebody's obituary, and the age was 132 years. And I said, wow, yeah. Because I know that the oldest man, in, the oldest person in the world is 118 or something like that. But in Ghana, we have 132 and so on. I don't know where the person's birth was recorded and why it's not in the Guinness Book 
of records. It's just like the guy who went to the hospital and they asked him his name. He's mentioned his name. Then they asked him his date of birth. And they said, time there were women, not date won't buy it. They understand that one. Yes. The time I was born, there was no date. No date. Date was not in the world. They hadn't established, so I don't know whether I was born or not. Are you there? Now, there's a story about a man, a rich man in Nigeria who was a very rich man and he had a lot of servants. And his chief servant was a Ghanaian. And he sent him to the market to go and get some stuff for him. So he went to the market, and when he got to the market, he met somebody. He met death at the market. And death was staring at him. And he could see death in a bodily form. Staring. So he was afraid. Will you be afraid? If you go out there and you see them standing there, he's others are what market there are many people, is that not so? Then you are the only person that is looking at. So this guy left the business that he was going to do. He didn't even ask the price of the thing. And he ran back home. And told his master that, look, what I've seen in the market today is a terrible thing. And so I couldn't even buy the things. I saw death. And death was just looking, staring, and didn't say anything. So he said, the way it is, death is looking for me. So I want to leave today and go back to my country to go back to Ghana. And the master loved him very much because he was a good worker. And the way he was terrified, he said, no, I'll help this guy. So, oh yeah, go back to Ghana so that the way death was looking for you, maybe you come around to your house or something in Nigeria. By the time they come, you have escaped to Ghana. So he ran, and he was on his way to Ghana. So the man went to the market himself, because he wasn't afraid, to go and meet this guy, Death, who is tormenting his servant like that. Go and see whether it is true or whether it's not true. And then he went there, and lo and behold, he saw Death. And he confronted him. Why were you staring at my servant like that? Then death said that, look, I was surprised to see him here. Because I have an appointment with him in Ghana tonight. So, 
I was surprised to see him walking around here in Nigeria, in Lagos. And now the master was himself terrified because the man is already on his way to Ghana to meet the appointment. Of course, he didn't know there was any appointment. So when the Bible says that it is appointed to man wants to die, and after that is judgment, it's almost like you can't escape it. I was talking with somebody yesterday, and he was telling me about somebody who, is, who had died. And then she was saying that also it's because she went, to, she went to stay in this town. That's why there were problems and things. That's why she I said, no, it's not like that. As for death, it's appointed. If it will come, it will come. Of course, we pray to avert untimely death. But if it is the appointed death, you can fast for 99 days. Uh-huh. Some people die before their time. The time you die is not the time you should die, but you die. But if it is your time, you go. But whatever it is, one thing is sure, that when you are dead, there is something that is waiting for you. You'll either be in heaven or you'll be in hell. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. Quickly. Are you still here? Are you afraid? Oh, you are not afraid. So if you go out here and you meet death, it's staring at you, what would you do? You do what? He will say that, oh, I have an appointment with him in the church, so I'm surprised that he's walking on the street. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. Have you seen lake of fire? Have you seen Lake of Fire? Hey, hello, are you there? Have you seen Lake of Fire? The devil that was deceived was cast into what? Have you seen Lake of Fire in the Bible now? Is it a place? Yes, it is. Very good. Be alive, eh? I'm just finishing in a few minutes. Where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the tormentation in the lake of fire is day and night, and it is forever and ever. We have to preach about these things to the people in the church. Yes, because sometimes we tend to either forget about it or not even think about the fact that there is hell and think about the fact that we'll die one day. Whether we are 132 years or 252, you'll die. And then what happens after that is forever and ever. It's an eternal thing. That's why you need to think about it, whoever you are. Are you here? And I saw a great white throne And he that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. 
and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. That word hell is the word Hades or Hades, which is um, like a temporary place for people before a certain time. And they were judged every man according to their works. So your works are important. What you do for Jesus and what you do for God is important. That is what would be the basis for judgment. So those who are around and you don't do anything for God, you, you are just around, you don't work for God, you are not involved in anything and you are just there. It, it, it's in the Bible that the basis for the judgment, the standard that will be used, one standard that will be used for judgment, and this is for Christians, is their work. They will look at your work, what you did. Then the next one is the general, the general one. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So this one is the first step of judgment. Whosoever was not found in, written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There's a place called lake of fire. And people will be cast into it. Cast means that they will catch you and throw you inside. You can't call your lawyer at that time. You can't put up any defense at that time. You are cast into it. And don't think that because you are sitting in church, as for you, hell is far away from you. It is the people who don't go to church who go to hell. No, it's not like that. There are people sitting in the church that will also find themselves in hell. Because although they are in the church, they are not born again. They are not Christians. They are not working for God. They are not doing anything in the direction of the kingdom. But they are just there and around. There's a place called Lake of Fire. And it's waiting for people. Are you one of the people he's waiting for? Now, my, 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 my little sermon this morning is why you must not perish in the lake of fire. Why you in particular must not enter into the lake of fire. And I'm giving you some reasons. Number one, you must not perish in, in hell because hell is a vast lake of burning brimstone or sulfur. It's burning. There are many huge lakes of burning sulfur on the earth today. We call them volcanoes. Indeed, they are a sober reminder of the reality of the eternal lake of fire. Now, 
you may not have seen some before, but at least you know about volcanoes. We have volcanic eruptions from time to time. At least I've seen some on television. Have you seen some before? Yes. And out of the crust of the earth, you see um, liquid substance. When we were in school, they, they, they said it's called magma. And when you, when you see it, at least you, you, you should see it on television, it's thick, red, like fire, but it's liquid, and it's coming out of the earth. Yeah. How many have seen some before? You should see. And one of the things I think about is that they said when you die, you either go up or you go down. And some of the descriptions, in fact, a lot of the descriptions about hell is that it's down. Yes, down below. In Isaiah, he said that hell has swallowed, opened its mouth to receive you. So somebody had an experience, I think it's Papa Hagen. Yes, he was sick. He died. He said the first time, I mean, when he died, he went down. He was just about to enter into a place that's a hot place. And then a voice came and said, no, uh, what, release him or let him go. And then he came back into the room and his body was lying there. And he entered his body through his mouth. And he died again. And he went to the same place, down. And the voice came, and he didn't enter, and he came back. So people who have had this kind of experiences, near-death experiences and, you know, things like that, you see that you go down. Could it be that whatever is waiting for people who have not believed and people who have not walked a certain way is the same something that comes up and we call it the volcanic eruption? Is that the magma? Molten magma. It's actually rock that is melted. Kabashikataya. Do you want to go into such a thing? But I'm saying that people will go there and it's likely that you are one of the people that will go to this place. I'm telling you this morning. It's very likely. Maybe God is showing us that if you go down there to hell, this is what is there, but I'm bringing it up sometimes in certain places once a while so that people will see it and know that it is very dangerous. They don't have to go there and they have to escape it. Maybe that's what God is telling you and what God is telling me. By what you say, because he said it's a lake that is burning with brimstone or sulfur. It has a, 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 a pungent smell, hmm. and it is fire 
Imagine a lake that is fire and you are inside. Wow. Revelation 20.10, he said, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. So actually, when you go into the lake, um, you meet the devil over there. Because he's there, he's surely there. He will be your headmaster. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Number two. You must not perish in hell because it is a place of sorrows. Hell is a place of sorrows. How many have some sorrows on this earth? You have sorrows. Really? What does it make you do? You cry sometimes. You become muffled. You don't even feel like eating. You don't feel like talking to anybody and you are just there. Whatever you call sorrow here, it is in no way to be compared with the sorrow that is waiting for you if you don't enter into heaven. So, so what is here that you call sorrow? A agro. It's like kindergarten. Yes. Nowhere. But what is waiting is the real sorrow. And that's why you have to avoid it. Are you planning to avoid it? So, if you think you have sorrow, the real one is there waiting. In Second Samuel 22, verse 6, it said, the sorrows of hell compass me about. The snares of death prevented me. The sorrows of hell. Because it's a place of continual weeping. That never stops. That never ends. The place where the worm dieth not. And the fire is not quenched. The worm is the human being. So whoever is put in that fire is called worm. Sometimes worm is used to refer to human beings. Um, um, God in Isaiah 43, he refers to Jacob, worm Jacob. I will be with you and I will help you. So the worm does not die. The person that you'll be calling for death, but death will not come for you. Because there's no death there. And the fire is also never quenched. You can call 
fire service and fire tenders to come, but they cannot quench that fire. A lot of, maybe the operators of the fire tenders will also be with you. I tell you, nobody who is listening to me and hearing me today must have any plan to go to such a place. And I know you don't plan to go there. But your actions and your life and your activities and the way you live your life will be directing you gradually to the place. Nobody will want to put themselves in a difficult situation like that. But unfortunately, the way your life is, it is paving a way gradually. And before you know, this is where you find yourself. And the moment you step there, there's no turning back. There's not a point at which it's like now the operation is over so you can go back. Or we made a mistake and brought you here. There's no appeal over there. Continual mourning. Crying, weeping, no rest. Is that what you are looking for? Is that what you want to experience? And listen, he said it is forever and ever. It's eternal. There's no respite. And yet for 10 years, and I say, that's why those who want to live very long, people want to live for 200 years. Half 200 years. But eternal is never comparable with 200. No matter how long you live, it's not long enough to be eternal. Because what is there is eternal. Are you still here? Hmm. You must, number three, you must not perish in hell because it is a place where you will never die. Ah. I was going ahead. And where the suffering never ends. You will never die. And the suffering will never end. You will never die. And the suffering will never end. That's why I want to serve God. Are you listening to me? At least, if I'm doing something for God, I'm engaged with God, it will help me and it will force me to keep myself on course. Are you listening to me? If you are, maybe you are a basenta leader or something, you teach people. Won't you open the Bible? You must be a very wicked person and lost person and lake of fire person, if you don't open the Bible, you go and say that you are teaching. At least that one will force you to open the, if not for anything, the fact that you have some people who are depending on you, you are going to teach them and say, you open the Bible and you read something. If I wouldn't pray at all, at least the fact that I'm a pastor, and I'm preaching and people are looking up to me and I'm leading people, at least that one will make me want to pray a little. So working for God also helps to put you on course for the things of God. I went to school and um, 
I did a degree in a subject. But me now, when I finished, I knew that I didn't understand what I had a degree in. Yeah. Then, unfortunately, national service, they posted me to a school to go and teach that subject that I had the degree in. And it was a good degree. It was second class upper. Our time, there, were no, there was no first class. Only one to be. If it was today, I would have gotten some. I went to the school. I went to see the headmaster. I said, look, this subject you want me to come and teach. What about this other one? I'll be more comfortable with that. He looked at me and he was surprised. He said, we have a teacher for that. And we have a teacher for this. It is this one we don't have. So we made a request to the National Service Secretariat or wherever they made it. And they brought you to come and teach. Why do you want to come and change it here? So then I realized that the way it was, no. I just had to teach what I didn't know. What do you think I did? I went to sit down and learn in the night. I mean, as somebody who had already graduated from, I was learning the subject more than when I was in school. Yes. Because I have to stand there and teach. You see, that subject is a subject that you can tell stories. You do figures. And at the end of the day, your things must agree. So if it doesn't agree, it's obvious that I didn't know I sat down and learned the thing again sometime after somebody saw it. Ah, why have you grown lean like that? I didn't know that I was growing lean from learning. Why? Because I'm a teacher. When I was a student, you know, I found a way to go about the thing and pass the exam. Yes, there's a way. That's you must write unto a man. But now I am the one standing there to impart the knowledge. I had no choice but to sit in the night, in the day, and learn as though I am the one writing exam next week, not a student. Yeah. I'll sit down, learn the thing, then I'll go and teach them the thing. Then they'll say, wow, they didn't know the troubles that I had been through to be able to get this thing done for them in that way. But they were awed. But I'm saying that, I'm just giving you an analogy. When you, have, you are working for God, because I had to teach, now I didn't mean to me in corners, so I had, mean to me, I can't go and learn this particular one or this or something. I have to know that if you're a teacher, they ask you a question you can't answer. What type of teacher are you? Yeah. If you are working for God, it helps you. Because it will help you to do certain things that normal people may not even do. Average Christian may not do, but you will do it. Yeah. I'm talking about hell. Why you don't have to go to hell? Mm. Revelation chapter 9 verse 6. 
And in those days, shall men, I'm talking about a place where you never die and the suffering never ends. In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. So there is a particular time that will come and a particular place that you, you'll be, you know, in another place. He said they will go and hide under that even when Jesus is coming under the mountains and at the mountains, be screaming that the mountains should crush them dead. But this is where in hell you'll be seeking death. The death that you didn't want to meet anywhere. Now you are calling him to come and he's not coming to you. Mm. Are you still here? Okay. Now, there's something called mercy. Is it mercy killing? Is that how they call it? Yeah, that if somebody is suffering and the person has usually a terminal disease, it's clear that he's not going to recover from it and it's a serious something, they kill the person. Yeah. We don't have it in Ghana. But other people have it. So I think um, Switzerland is one of the countries like that. So there was this man whose wife was sick, terminal disease, cancer, and was suffering in the hospital. So every time you go in there and see the wife suffering, crying, screaming, everything, nah, this is too wild. So it's like, I will help by ending this suffering. So this time when he went home, he came back to the place with a gun. And he came and shot his wife to end the suffering. I don't know what happened after that. I'm sure in that country, he'll be okay. But the whole point I'm making is that the suffering was so wild that your own wife, you take a gun, to shoot, to die, to help her. Do you understand? It's not like you are a murderer. Maybe in, in Ghana, if you do that, you go to prison, though. But it's like, I am doing this to help. Because the situation is bad. In other words, you are looking for death to have come for her, and the thing is not coming. So then, let me help. But hell is not like that. The thing is not coming, and you are inside, and it is never ending. Ladies and gentlemen, I came here to tell you that the lake of fire, you have to avoid it by all means. And if you came here today, especially if somebody invited you and brought you and you are not saved, today is the day that God has set apart for you to be able to escape from this lake of fire. I'm describing it like this. Not so that you enter into it, but so that you can escape it. Today is the day of your escape. Mark chapter 9, verse 43. Mark 9, 43. Yes. And if 
thy hand offend thee, cut it off. <laughs> it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Verse 44. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. 45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter, into, to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. 46. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. I mean, Jesus is saying the thing, if you like, it's even like a poem, but he's describing the intensity of the fire and the seriousness of hell. To the point that if your hand is an offense, maybe your right hand likes to steal, and that will take you to heaven, cut it off. Literally, yes, it's better. It is better that on earth you are one-handed and then you find yourself in heaven than to have two hands on earth here and then be in the lake of fire. Next verse. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. I mean, Jesus is only describing the, the seriousness of the lake of fire. That if your eye is what is leading you to hell, pluck it out, take it out, so that you can't see. Those are the young men that when we see the ladies, then our mind is going mad and we can't stop and we can't control it and, 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 and you are following what you are seeing and as I'm preaching, you can't even hear well because somebody is sitting close to you and you are watching the person. It's better that your eye is plucked out because it's this same thing that is leading you into the lake of fire. So if your eye offends thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Verse 48. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. <laughs> Beautiful, isn't it? So the thing is so serious that anything, listen to me, anything, whether it's your friend, whether it's your brother, eh, hey, you just had a dream that you were getting close to hell, is that not so? Run away from hell. I said, whether it's your brother, whether it's your sister, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your, your teacher, Eh? whether it's your pastor whether it's anything and anybody that will make you enter into hell or make you go close to hell with the person and with that thing off now 
Are you hearing me, somebody? Cut it off now and today. Cut that boy off now. Cut that girl off now. Cut that job off now. Cut that friend off now. He shouldn't be your friend anymore. Cut that group off now. You shouldn't go close to them anymore. Cut that fellowship off now. You shouldn't be part of it anymore. Whatever will take you to hell. Today is the day to escape. And if after here, you go fellowshipping with the same kind of people and the same kind of group and say, then it's up to you. I don't want to be there. And I'm here preaching to you that you don't have to be there because it's a terrible place. It's a terrible place. A place, look, a place, what they are saying is that instead of going to that place, it is better to walk on earth with one eye. So you are guaranteed heaven, if it is possible. Or you are guaranteed an escape from hell. So you are only one-eyed and you are walking around. You are a better person. Or you have only one leg and you are hopping around. You are a better person. Or you have only one hand and you are, about, you are complete, as beautiful as you look, that you are about to enter into hell. It's a very dangerous thing. Run away from it. Escape it today. We are here because we want to escape this place. We don't want to go into this place. I don't want to go there. Why do you want to go there? Ask your neighbor, why do you want to go to hell? People are in the church. But they will find themselves in hell. Yes. Some are in the church today. You are on the way to backsliding very soon. And you may die in your backsliding. Yeah. May God have mercy on us. Stand, everybody. This morning, God has gathered us here to have mercy on us. No be SSL or the On this earth, when you live for Jesus, your life is a completely different kind of life. Now today, I am inviting somebody for two things. I'm inviting you for two things. Number one, to have that kind of God-directed life on this earth which is the overcomer's life. You'll be an overcomer in every place. You stand above the situation in every place. Number two, I'm inviting you to a life that has heaven inside what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul you don't have to lose your soul that's what I'm calling you don't have to lose your soul close your eyes everybody today you want to give your life to Jesus he said a book was open and the books were open and another book was open 
And whosoever was not found in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. But today, by this invitation and your response to this invitation, you are saying that God, I want my name to be written in the book of life. Write my name in that book which will be open so that I don't enter into the lake of fire. That's what you are saying. And I'm giving you that invitation for that. You may, maybe you are here. Maybe you are in the choir. Maybe you are, you are a dancing star. You are an usher. You have been in the church. But you know that today, if I don't take this step, by I don't know when death is coming to meet me. You don't know when you go to the market. or I mean, You may not see death in a bodily form, but it's always staring around looking for somebody. Maybe you are the next in line. Maybe your name is there. Maybe he's looking for you. Maybe your time is up. Maybe it is a plan to get you or you are just about to die. Don't be surprised one day that you die. And then you find yourself in hell. And say, how did I get here? But you know it. That's why I'm giving you this opportunity. You are here, you are saying, Pastor, I've heard all that you are saying. I need Jesus in my heart. And I want my name to be written in that book so that I will not find myself in hell. If you are here like that, and this is your response. Every eye closed in the service. No noise. Lift up your right hand like this. I'll pray a special prayer for you. Your right hand up high. Your right hand is up high. Your right hand is up high. I don't want hell. I want heaven. Yes, I've been coming to church. But I know that if I don't respond to this thing, I can find myself in the wrong place. Yes, I've been doing something in the church, but I know that my heart is far away from God. I'm not where I have to be. Your right hand up, up, high up, high up like that, high up like that. It's a serious day, and it's a serious meeting, and it's a serious call I'm making at this time. Father, let every heart that seeks you find you today. And let there be a complete change of life from today. In Jesus' name, lift your hand. Your hand is lifted up. I'm about to pray a very special prayer for you now. This prayer will ensure that your name enters into that book and you don't go to hell. If you want me to pray that special prayer for you, walk from where you are. If you have a bag or a book or anything, money, take it, your phone, take it, and come to the front here, right here. I'm meeting you right here. I'm praying a special prayer for you. Keep your hand up and walk to, from the place and come quickly to the front because I can feel the smell of hell around the place. Getting people and carrying people and, 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 and recruiting people into a place that they don't have to take them. That's what is happening now. I can smell the presence of the lake of fire. Taking up people. Taking people away into places. Run from your seat and come to the front and come to Jesus now. 
today. Run from your seat and come to the front and come to Jesus. If somebody asks you, what are you doing? Tell the person that I'm running away from hell. I'm escaping hell today and I don't want to go to hell. That's why I'm going where I'm going. I'm praying a special prayer for you. Run from your seat and join them now. I said you are in church. You have been coming to church by you yourself, you know. That if death comes and you stand wherever for judgment, it won't be easy for you. I'm giving you the last chance. I'm giving you my last chance now. Especially my own church people who have been coming to church every day. They sing in the choir, they dance in the dance, and they usher in the ushering. But today is salvation day. Come. Come, join them. One, join them. Two, join them. Three, close your eyes. I'm leading you in a prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer from your heart. God will hear you. God will answer you. You'll be shocked that great change will come into your life from today. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it loud, Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I'm a sinner. Forgive me my sins. Have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. Say, I receive Jesus today as my Lord, as my Savior. Have mercy on me, Lord. Deliver me from hell. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Let the blood of Jesus wash me and clean me and make me a new person. From today, I am born again. I'm a new person. From today, I am a Christian. From today, I will follow Jesus. From today, I will live for Jesus. All my life, I will live for Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Say thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Amen. I prayed for these ones, oh God. Mercy, grace, love, light. Let the light of God now shine on these precious souls. Satan, take your hand off them now. Whoever you have held captive in any way, 
take that hand off now. Because they are for Jesus. They belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy and for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. With a hand that is on your head. And another hand that is holding you on the right. And another hand that is holding you on the left. You will never trip and fall. You will never fall in the gutter. That spiritual gutter, you will not fall in it. And I declare that any hole that is dug against you, that they are waiting for you to come and fall in, you have escaped it already. And the one who dug it will fall into it themselves. Any net that has been thrown intending to catch you, you have escaped it already. And whoever is throwing the net will be caught in the same net. In the name of Jesus, go in the victory of the Lord and walk in your victory. I call you an overcomer because you are an overcomer. I call you an overcomer because you have overcome. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God bless you. Say a big amen and put your hands together for the Lord. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.